probably number one for me was maybe slowing down a little bit and listening more to the opinions and input from others. In this season of Since Sliced Bread, we're bringing you words of wisdom from inductees to the Baking Hall of Fame. These living legends took the time to sit down with us to share their triumphs, their regrets, and their biggest lessons with the next generation of leaders. This season of Since Sliced Bread is sponsored by Bundy Baking Solutions. Elevate your bakery with ePan designs from American Pan. ePans can provide energy savings on every bake and even reduced the gas usage of one customer by almost 8% annually. ePans seamlessly integrate into your existing bakery line, boosting sustainability, efficiency, and energy savings from the very first bake. Welcome to Sense Slice Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Ashley editor of Baking and Snack. And before we introduce our guest today, I wanted to take a moment to introduce you to our new co-host, Lucas Cooney-Mertz, Associate Editor of Baking and Snack. Thanks for being here, Lucas. Thanks for having me. Now, our guest on today's episode is Robert Benton. Robert is well-known throughout the baking industry for his operational expertise and collaborative spirit. Robert retired last year after a 43-year career running bakeries and designing, constructing, and updating Flowers Foods Network of 46 bakeries. His impact on Flowers Foods growth to becoming a national player, as well as his expansive network of mentees, has led Robert to being inducted into the Baking Hall of Fame this year. Welcome to Since Sliced Bread, Robert. Thanks, Charlotte. Lucas, glad to be here. We're excited to have you. So, Robert, I know you were on the Baking Hall of Fame committee for a while, so I know you know how big of a deal this is, but how does it feel to be inducted into the Baking Hall of Fame? That's a great question. Um, you know, really, Charlotte, it's it's really uh, surreal, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, to be recognized by my peers as, as someone they believe made a positive difference and impact in the industry, uh, it's truly a blessing and an honor. When you look back on your career, what are the things that you're most proud of? You know, uh, you and I had this conversation and a few months ago and we talked about it. But, you know, really what we've done in the bakeries with the facilities we've built and the innovations we've put into them, you know, that that's amazing. And, and I'm so proud of that. I'm proud I've had the opportunity to do that. But uh, really, that kind of takes a back, back seat to the pride. I take in the teams and the friendships and um, that I've been able to develop over all these years, not only within Flowers, but outside the company also, you know, those relationships outlive my career. And I mean, they're lifetime deals, truthfully. I know that I've heard a lot of people talk about, and I've seen it myself, the impact you've had on the facilities. You can always tell when Robert Ben has worked on a facility. But then also, I wrote your Hall of Fame profile for the magazine. And a lot of the letters that came in, people can see the imprint that you've made on people. And you and I have talked extensively about that, that it's the people that really make this industry. And you've had this really great practice of passing on your knowledge, passing on your work ethic to the young people you meet, whether they're suppliers or bakers. But who were some of your mentors during your career? And what did you kind of take from them? 
That would really be uh, impossible for me to make a list of, of who all has helped me over these last 43, uh, 43 years. But, um, you know, flowers are very, very strategic. When I went to work for the company uh, about putting me in the right situations, we have strong mentorship type program. And, um, you know, but again, I worked in 16 different locations forever, eventually ended up in Thomasville. And um, but while I was in the field, you know, I pretty much worked with folks that they were the experts, if you want to call it. And, and you know, they taught me the basics of bread and how to maintain and engineer machinery and how to train and motivate employees and how to build and manage people. But ultimately, they also taught me how to make a profit. But again, it's those folks in the plant and, and leadership and guidance here out of Thomasville. I'm not really sure that I. I like I said, I don't want to leave anybody out, to be, be honest with you. Sure, sure. I understand that. I know it's so easy when you're reflecting back on your career, anyone's career, to really focus on the high points and those highlights. But I also know that it's kind of those mistakes is where we learn our biggest lessons. So I was curious if you would be comfortable sharing any mistakes that really impacted you and helped you learn from that you'd like to pass on to kind of the next generation of bakers out there. Hmm. Let me think about that. Um, I, I didn't know I made any Charlotte, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, of course I'm kidding. And, um, I, there, there are a few things there, No, there's, there's a number of things, you know, as I reflect back, you know, that I wish I learned a little, a little earlier and, um, you know, probably number one for me was maybe slowing down a little bit and listening more to the opinions and input from others. You know, whenever you do a big project or, or build a bakery from the ground up, there are hundreds of moving parts and there, are, frankly, there's numerous people that are supplying to you and you have numerous people on your team. And uh, I tend to be one of these kind of guys that got hyper focused on getting everybody on one page. And sometimes uh, when, when you become like that, you are so hyper focused on finishing the project, being on time, on budget, et cetera, et cetera. I probably could have listened to other opinions better. I, I got much better at that later in my career. You know, that's one thing that if I had to call out and look back, I'd like say, I wish I had done a little bit differently. I am curious as a follow-up, what, what do you gain when you kind of slow down and take in, like, what, what did you find that you gained later in your career when you did slow down? Well, you know, at the end of the day, the process frankly takes a little longer, but you know, you do get a system that typically has a quite a bit more buy-in. And uh, when others, they're just not executing your plan. And uh, again, later on, and again, this was, I'm saying the last 20 years, I think I was pretty doggone good at it. And again, I had some great guys working with me, you know, and I had some great vendors also, you know, that helped us do what we had to do. I was put into that job of building bakeries and turning bakeries around at a pretty young age, quite frankly. And um, Flowers, we, our approach was um, we didn't use a lot of outside help. We pretty much did everything internally. So there was a lot of pressure there to get it done. Robert, you talked about, you know, some of the great people and vendors you've worked with during your career. Could you touch a bit more on what else you think really contributed to your success in the industry? You know, um, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I'm going to kind of sound like an old guy here for a minute or two that I am, 
But, uh, you know, I, I think that my family, I'm talking about my, my, my parents. My parents taught me the value of tenacity, hard work, how to treat people fair and with respect. That comes, that comes when, you're, when you're growing up, basically, and you're, and you're living under their roof. My partner in life, my wife, I could not have done the things that I did without her. I, I just couldn't. And, I didn't, and not have a normal life with a family to come home to. You know, the beautiful thing about our situation was, was that, you know, I would come home on the weekend. I could be the good daddy and go back out Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever. But she always took care of everything at home for me. So I didn't have that worry or that burden. You know, having the opportunity to work with people like George Deese, Amos and Riles McMullen, Alan Shiver, Mike Beatty, you know, countless others who I worked with, you know, flowers that operated in a world of honesty, integrity. You know, you, that's 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 an easy, that's a wonderful thing to see. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to style yourself after and to be like. And uh, but last but and, and the, probably the most important is I always had a great team of vendors and flowers individuals who were willing to support and execute the strategies and initiatives to the fullest extent. You know, um, I don't know of any project that we ever jumped on where I had to browbeat anybody. Once we decided the direction and we decided where we were going, that was the end of that. It was about moving forward. And um, this industry has wonderful, wonderful vendors. And I've always had wonderful teams of folks that um, execute things. That's great. And that's so important to have that network of support, both, you know, professionally and personally, for sure. Right. I know this might be difficult to answer because of how much you've done in the industry, but how would you characterize your time in baking? And is there anything in particular that stands out to you from your career? It sounds corny, probably, but I, it, it's been a wonderful and a, and a wild ride. It really has been. And, um, you know, again, I'm talking history on, at Flowers. But, you know, back then, after I graduated from college, well, while I was in college, I, I co-opted. And so I was a I had to have so many credits, you know, a, a field co-op credits and et cetera, et cetera. But when I came to work for Flowers, I started at the bottom. You know, I started on the floor. And, um, you know, that's so important. And, um, you know, you had the experience and so many different facets of the business. I, um, I just can't say how important that was. But, you know, that evolved because of, again, my willingness to be all in. And uh, but that evolved to eventually you know, being in charge of a $5 billion operation in a corporation. So it's, it's, it's truly been amazing for a, a kid from South Georgia. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Sin Slice Bread, but we'd like to take a short break to tell you about this season's sponsor, Bundy Baking Solutions, and one of the company's brands. Sonova provides bakers with a wide range of high-quality oils designed for use as bakery pan release agents and ingredients. From single oils to precision blends, including specialty formulas such as allergen-free, Sonova has a formula to meet your bakery's needs. In addition, their cutting-edge applicators use precise spraying technology engineered to reduce oil usage, minimize waste, improve sanitation, and streamline maintenance. 
all products are backed with the partnership and expertise you've come to expect from the Bundy family of brands. Visit Sonovaoil.com to find the perfect oil for you. And now, back to the conversation. Uh, shifting gears a bit to get more onto the operation side, could you talk a bit about the biggest ways you've seen bakery operations change over the course of your career and how did those changes impact your approach to designing bakery facilities and bakery lines? Mainly labor and equipment. That's probably the, the biggest two changes, truthfully. I mean, you know, let's let's be frank. You know, labor is not as available as it was 20, 30 years ago. And um you know, we had to, we have to, we continue to have to address that situation. And um, what happened was when I first started Lucas in the business, a lot of the equipment was was manual. It had manual gears and manual belts and manual speed control. And basically that takes a lot of training over the years or it takes a long time to develop a person in the production floor to learn how to run that equipment. And so what has happened is, is that's become more automated and less manual. And um, again, through that automation, it's also allowed us to get a lot of information out of the equipment that's real time for the line supervisors. But with this automation and this comes complexity. And uh, so what's happened is, you know, our current maintenance guys in the plants, uh, they have a totally different skill set than they did 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, we have an issue on the floor now. You know, the first thing we do is we go, we we go get the laptop. It used to be, you know, you, you push your you push your 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 toolbox up there and you start, you know, looking at it and working on it. But um, it's a kind of an art and a science thing, you know, and um, it, it's becoming more of a science. But with that science comes complication, and um, that's that. You know, that's probably the biggest biggest change I've seen. You talk about you know the growth of automated equipment being used, you know, save on labor, the growth and utilization of data. Could you go into some specific examples you've seen throughout your time that have really changed the way bakeries operate, big advancements in equipment? The, the evolution of, of using PLCs and industrial computers uh, in the bakery is revolutionized what we can do and where we're going as far as being able to report, track, you know, operating the mechanical systems, but ultimately, you know, it, it's reduced the human error and uh, and it's improved, you know, quality and maintaining that quality and the consistency. Where we're really going, and again, we I referenced the labor situation, and um, again, Lucas, you you and Charlotte both y'all y'all both went to Henderson and and saw the use of robotics and things we're doing out there. That's the way of the future. Frankly, it really is. And um, but the use of robotics and forms of automation, AI, and uh, it's going to be huge in solving this uh, difficult labor market that we live within. So in light of all of that, Robert, what would you say is the industry's greatest challenge right now? And how do you see a way forward? Earlier, I talked about tenacity and being all in. But um, I think one of the greatest challenges that we have out there right now is is that finding people who, who want a career, not not just a job. And um, frankly, the bacon business is a tough business. It, it's always been a tough business. And 
you know, it requires long hours. And sometimes, frankly, it's uh, less than ideal working conditions. But um, I think finding people who are willing to be all in, being willing to go through living in those trenches, on the bakery trenches, and learning the basics so that uh, you can make good decisions. And there is a a lot of science now, but there's still a lot of art to baking. And I think you have to, you got to know what a dough feels like. You just have to know. I think just finding those folks that's, that are willing to be all in for a period of time to learn to train uh, is, is going to continue to be tough. Changing gears a little bit again, Robert, it's come up multiple times in this conversation, the um, collaboration and relationships you built between Flowers Food and its supplier companies. Why do you think having a cooperative relationship is so important to the success of this industry? Well, the the vendor-baker relationship is vital to ensuring continued improvements and advances that are made in the bakery. You know, the vendors bring solutions that can be adapted by all bakers. Frankly, we all have similar problems, but, you know, you have to have constant communication. I say this with a big one. You have to have trust and you have to have commitment from both sides. The Equipment guys and the ingredient guys that, you know, they've got to be just as committed to you as, as you are them. And, um, but again, ultimately the, the vendors and bakers together, they're going to create a better bakery world. I mean, and truthfully, it's a win-win relationship and, uh, it's, it benefits the entire industry, uh, regardless who you work for. And, uh, the vendors then will, you know, turn around and offer that technology that's been developed to others, which is understandable. And how have you seen those relationships and that collaboration contribute to your own success? Let's go back to when you guys were in uh, Henderson and you saw the DKB line in Henderson and that um, you guys featured a few months back. Again, Quality and consistency while reducing labor and scrap cost. I mean, that that's what it's all about. That's how you win. Truthfully, projects like that have been, been great from our company and great for me personally. There's a lot of good vendors out there. They are. And they produce dependable equipment that works great. But there's a difference in a good vendor and a great vendor. You know, great vendors are partners, you know, with common goals that provide innovation and a path to getting the baker to the next level, not just on that one project forever. And um, you you guys, again, you saw our, our vendor pool, that uh, folks that have helped us do all these projects over the years. And, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without them, truthfully. And readers can check out that Henderson tour in our July 2023 issue of Baking and Snack, which is online if you haven't read it yet. As we're wrapping up, Robert, I want to end on a high note. What are you most excited about when you look at the future of the baking industry? You know, uh, guys, there are so many great opportunities um, in the industry for someone who's willing to be all in and invested in the baking business. The technology that's being developed is amazing. And uh, I think there's so many other ways that technology will be applied in the future. You know, this is an exciting business, um, at least from my perspective. And, um, you know, after 43 years, I'm still passionate about this industry. And um, I've been really, really fortunate uh, to be part of something that that I ended up loving. 
and uh, and I'm excited for the future and the and the people um, that that are in this industry and their opportunities. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for taking time out of your day to talk to us. And congratulations again on being inducted into the Baking Hall of Fame. It's well-deserved. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Sense Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sosland.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor for this season, Bundy Baking Solutions and its family of brands. For almost 60 years, Panglow has been providing bakers with unparalleled service. Get a personalized plan to extend your pan's life, reduce product waste, and stay on budget with a continuous supply of high-performing bakeware and coatings. To get started, email info at panglow.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Scent Slice Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and drop us a review. Scent Sliced Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Taryn Parker and hosted by Charlotte Ashley and Lucas Cooney-Mertz.